Dave da. How we doing? Welcome to podcast number 11. And I hope you're all doing well. Another week has flown by. I had a good response about last week's podcast again, including one from Trevor Tenouth, um getting in touch, talking about his memories of his younger days up St. Brewerd. And Joseph Stephen Orkin, he was talking about, Joseph, um, making coffins from scratch and the carpenter's shop, which is still there at the minute. But um, I think it's just before you go up Limehead Hill. But um, sadly, it is now getting a bit neglected. And I wouldn't be surprised if in the future it does get scat down. But it's good that um, it brought back some memories for Trevor too. I've had a pretty good week again, a little bit of variety. Um, Monday evening, I went down to Newquay for the installation of um, Chris McQuillan Wright and the formation of the benefice of Tau and Blistra. It was a lovely service and it was handsome, really. There was uh, quite a few nice bits of Cornish sprinkled in amongst the service, so really did enjoy that. It was good to see Chris and Julia. And um, a bit of relief for them, really, after what they've been going through. Um, For those of you that don't know, um, their dear Rosie, just 19, uh, was thrown from her horse back in April and tragically broke her neck and she also damaged her spinal cord. Um, There is a GoFundMe page that was set up to help raise funds for Rosie's rehabilitation and treatment. Um, So what I'll try and do is put the link for that in the description of this podcast. So um, if anybody wants to to contribute a bit of a donation just to help with that, that would be proper. It was good to have a yarn with Jem Thorold again and also to meet up with dear Elka Dealey. I hadn't seen her for quite a while and um, we was talking afterwards and she said about a funeral that we'd done together that she would never forget. And um, we had coverage for that locally nationally and even her son living over in Germany said it was covered over there and that gave me the idea for this week's podcast let it snow luckily or some may say unluckily we don't really get much snow here in North Cornwall and when we do it is usually that wet mushy stuff very rarely settles but um and then it disappears quite quickly But there have been a few occasions when um, funerals have been cancelled or we have been affected by the snow um, over the last few years. I remember many years ago, we were meant to have a funeral at St. Maron Church, followed by a burial. Um, It was touch and go whether we would be attempting to, to head out that way, but we was all geared up, ready to go. And about 15 minutes before we were leaving, the vicar rang. Now, back then, there was a vicarage still at St. Merrin, and he rung to say, basically, there would be no way that we could get down to the churchyard. Um, The snow was that bad, and he said, in fact, I think part of the village was blocked off anyway. So um, that was one time when we did actually have to postpone a funeral. Another similar occasion was when we had a service down Penmount Crematorium down at Truro. Now, back in those days, Penmount was the only crematorium in Cornwall, and um, it was quite a trek, really, going down there. But um, the snow 
Wasn't too bad, Wade Bridge. Of course, there was no mobile phones back in their day. So um, anyway, we headed off to Truro. And of course, back then, the towns and villages, most of them, they didn't have bypasses like Fradden, Summercourt, Trispan and Mitchell. But we got through all of they and just got up to the top of Mitchell Hill, where the windmills are these days, and we couldn't get no further. The road going towards Penmount was completely blocked. So unfortunately, we had to turn around and head home and that funeral had to be rearranged for a week or so later. I remember a time more recently when we had a funeral at St Conan's Church at Washaway. Now, the snow that day was pretty bad. Uh, We was in constant contact with the family. We had friends ringing up all the time asking if it was going to go ahead or no. So we did a little trial run and um, the road from Wadebridge to Bobman was clear at the time. Um, So after a few more conversations with the family, we decided to go ahead. Uh, The numbers were definitely affected. Um, There was a good number there at the church, but um, although the road to Bobman was clear, where a lot of friends had trouble was actually getting out of their estates or cul-de-sacs to actually get on to the main road but um, we carried on with the funeral and say all went well it was just um, sad that as I say numbers were affected on the day. Another similar funeral was um, one which we held at St Minver and this was an afternoon funeral. We knew that there would be a very large attendance and the snow was falling during the morning And we were, again, in constant contact with the family and loads of friends was ringing up to say, is it going to carry on? Um, The funeral was at St Minver Church and it was decided that, yes, we would carry on with it. So we left in good time. We got out to St Minver and normally when we get there, we turn left by the four ways and just go down the hill And then we go in the lovely little pathway by the cottages. But when we actually turned up by the pub, we were told that there'd be no way that we would be able to drive down. And if we got down, there'd be no way we'd be able to drive back up again. So we actually parked the hearse there by the church and we unloaded the coffin onto the stalls and the bearers carried down the hill. They was carrying, as um, we normally do, on the poles, the Cornish way, and um, luckily there were six of them, and every so often one of them would lose his foot in a bit, but luckily the other five would still be going at that time, so um, luckily they didn't drop the coffin. They was all family and friends um, of the chap that passed away, and they, they did a brilliant job. We arrived safely in church, and numbers again were affected, but um, we were expecting at least 500 to the funeral, Um, But um, there was still a wonderful crowd. There was still over 300 that were in church that actually made it that day. We then came back out of church and, like I say, the bearers carried back up the hill and then we made it along the road to the cemetery and the burial took place and all was well. The snow was still falling and then it was our turn to um, head back home to Wade Bridge. This was a slow old job, really. Um, The road was barely passable in places. There was abandoned cars everywhere. 
and Gordy was driving me that day. He did a brilliant job, really, especially when we was going down round gut. That was um, quite dicey there. And I would say from the church to Bridge End, well, it is a maximum of five miles, but I know it took us over an hour just to do that short journey. And so to the funeral that Elka mentioned for dear Margaret Lobb, a lovely lady, very popular, and we knew that day that the church would be full to capacity. Unfortunately, on the day of the funeral, we had heavy rain, and as we thought, the church was absolutely packed. We had all the pews was full, we had mourners standing down the side aisles, all across the front, the bell tower was full. I was just pleased that there wasn't anyone there going to the funeral that actually worked for health and safety, because I'll tell you what, there was people everywhere. We had a lovely service. From memory, I think it was about 45 minutes long. And when we finished, uh, we started to go out of church. We opened the door and we just couldn't believe it. It was like a scene from a Christmas card. Everywhere was white, it covered in snow. It looked handsome, really. As everybody came out of church... All of their reactions were exactly the same. How fantastic it looked and how wonderful it was. And I totally agreed. And, um, well, I did for about five minutes until reality set in and I thought about the journey that we now had to take. For those of you that um, don't know our part of Cornwall that well, we was actually in a little village called St Wen and we just had to travel a few country miles windy lanes, uphill and downhill, to get to another village called Withiel. Now, on a side note, I love Withiel. I can't remember if I've mentioned it before. If I have, I'm sorry, because I'm going to bore you again. But with father, um, his mother was Violet Hodge originally, and they for generations lived Wadebridge, Eglisale, I think there was connections at Boss Castle before that. I'm not too sure. But with father's father, Sid Bray, um, James and Gemma did a little bit on the family tree when Jesse, me first grandson, was born. And they traced our line of the Brays in Withiel right the way back to the 1700s. And in fact, I was born in Wade Bridge and I was the first Bray since the 1700s, not to be born in the Withiel Parish. Um, I don't know if you know the area well, but Father himself, he was born with just a few cottages um, between Withiel and Huston's, really, um, a place called Busneves. Anyway, back to St Wen. So it took a little while for everybody to get their cars sorted and to get out onto the little country road. Today, Char was driving the hearse, and I must admit he did a brilliant job, a lot better job than I would have done in the conditions, although I must admit I was thankful that not once did we meet a car coming the other way, because I don't think we would have stopped, to be honest. So we travelled a few miles, and all was going fairly well, until we come across ill, and our hearse got up part way, and then it couldn't make it any more. Now, our fleet of hearses and limos, they're all Jaguars with rear-wheel drive. And the rear wheels, they started spinning. And then we stopped. And then even worse, we started slowly drifting back down the hill. 
Now, luckily, the family, they was following behind in their own cars and they'd left a, a sensible gap so that as we drifted down, we did actually stop before we actually bumped into any of their cars. The next question was, how was we going to get up the hill? It was while we were stuck here that um, some of the mourners took the photos and the videos which did appear on the news, etc., and social media over the coming days. And in fact, I've, I've just looked now, and if you Google Margaret Lobb Funeral, the photos are still up there. So um, you can see um, the hearse there stuck in the snow and John Piper, who come to our rescue. Now, John had been to the funeral. Um, luckily, where he'd parked his car, he made a quicker getaway than everyone else, and he just lived up around the corner from where we were stranded. So we went and got him, and he got his tractor, and he towed us up the hill. And then once we got on the flat, he unhooked us, but then Dearvan, he led all the way then to Withiel, and he was pretty churning up the snow with his tractor tyres as he was going through, so we made it safely to Withiel. So the burial took place, and all was well, and then everyone headed back to either the waker to their homes, and Char and I picked up the webs, the poles and the stools, and then we started on our journey back home, back to Wade Bridge. It was late afternoon, the snow was still falling, and it was the country lanes again, and, as you guessed it, they narrow and they milly. We was doing okay until we got to just past Irbus Neves, and we got stuck again. Now, by then, it was starting to get dark, and, as I said, the hearse was rear-wheel drive, so I said to Char, look, why don't I get in the back and put some weight over the back wheels to see if that would help? So out I got, opened the back door of the hearse and got in and sat on the deck over the back wheels and Char tried. We did move a little bit, but then we were stuck. So out I climbed again and I think I must be one of the few people that have actually climbed out the back of hearse. I was thinking about it and there is a story of Dennis Connell once in our hearse climbing out the back, but that's a completely different story which I will talk about in a future podcast. We was just wondering what we were going to do, and then coming towards us, another saviour. This was one of Nicky Warren's gang, in a tractor again, and he was heading out to help others that were stranded, so he just hooked up and he just towed us up to the top of the hill, and he went on his way. So we then slowly went the way back down through Berlawn and back into Wadebridge and back home. So I thought, well, that's a long day, but uh, it is over now. But then I had a phone call to say that one of our shields, Lily, was stranded in at Bobman College and could I pick her up? So I think we had a discovery at the time, four-wheel drive. So I headed into Bobman and it took absolutely ages Again, the road was impassable in places. There was cars abandoned, but we got in safely, picked up our and our met, and then we headed back home. From memory, I think it took a couple of days for the snow to clear properly, but then life got back to normal. 
I'm sure there may be other instances of snow with funerals that I'll remember over the coming weeks, so if I do, I will include them in future podcasts. So I think that's about it for this week. I'm now going to head downstairs and see what's for tea. Some of you might know, but um, on Monday I decided I would try and become a vegetarian. But as the week have gone on, it have snowballed a bit, and I think I'm heading towards vegan at the minute. But um, I don't think I could ever be 100% vegan, because I've got a hang of a sweet tooth, and I do like me jam and cream. And I think the only way that I could give that up is if I went somewhere and somebody put the cream on the split first and then the jam. And I think that would definitely cure me then. I have to admit, though, I think this vegan lark is going to be a bit of a steep learning curve. Uh, Beginning of the week, Beth got some seeds and nuts and that for me. And I, I took them into work, so I thought I'd have them during the day to nibble on for a bit of a snack. And... um. I had my first ever sunflower seeds. So when I tried my first one of these, God, what a job it was. I couldn't believe it. Twas like chewing cardboard. I reckon I must have been chewing on them for about two minutes. Twas almost like a bush tucker trial. And um, it reminded me of the old Cornish expression, I was like a pig chowing ashes. And I spoke to Sue about it and she said she'd experienced the same in the past. Well, I just started trying my second one when Char came in the office and he explained where I'd gone wrong and he said I should have first took the husk off the seed. And then a bit later that day, dear old Fred Ferret come in the office and it was his birthday that day, so uh, I said as a special treat he could have one of me sunflower seeds. And I watched and he did the same. We did have a good laugh. So I'll keep you in touch over the coming weeks to see... uh, how I get on. But thank you for listening. Have a good week. Wish you well. Do Guinness.